Guys, people, on today's show, I'm joined by none other than my co-host, sometimes when he feels like coming to work, Lavelle Neal of Neal Down Productions and Quarantine with Lavelle. He's going to take the show to another Lavelle. Yes, I just said his name about four or five times, but today we're going to discuss one of the most important topics in the world, if not the absolute most, and that is the resurrection of Jesus Christ. We discussed that by asking one question. If Jesus didn't raise from the dead, dot, 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 you got to listen to find out the answer to those questions. But right about now, you should sit back, relax, and enjoy. Now in Inspiration. Inspire guys, Inspire people. My wife thinks I'm crazy. How did we get here? I can't believe y'all let me have a show. We going higher and higher, let me inspire you. Guys, people, I see you, let me admire you. He gave you vision and purpose, but you struggled to dream. Cause the seed that was sown wasn't stitched in your jeans. What was in them was denim. I guess what's in them is in them. There's a different perspective that I'm trying to present them. It ain't always peace when you see the peace sign. It don't make you a Levite cause you rock Levi's. What's up, people? I am your host, Jay Will. And I would like to welcome you to Inspire God's People, where we balance faith and business to guide you to your purpose. Yo, y'all feeling the new um, podcast cover or not? You know, wherever you listening to this ad, if you're on Apple Podcasts or Spotify, you should be able to look at the screen right now, you know, and see a nice little crispy shot. Um, shout out to the photographer, uh, Marcel Brown. Uh, we... Linked up a couple of weeks ago, man. We did a really nice um, street uh, photography shoot downtown Detroit uh, to capture the aesthetic that I was going for, urban professional. Uh, man, to be honest, man, I got a whole bunch of um, pictures to choose from. This was the one I landed on, the one you're looking at right now. I think it really captures um, the essence of what the show is about, you know, guiding you to your purpose. I'm on my way somewhere. I'm professional. I'm still urban. You know, I'm serious, but I'm not, you know, overly serious. But, you know, no, I, it just gives me the vibe. And it's really simple. And you see the new um, logo. Um, yeah, I'm excited. I'm excited about that. Shout out to James Martin for the logo. So, yeah, we're building out this brand identity that we have been talking about for the past few months um, and really digging and diving deeper. As a part of that, another super dope thing has been this um, text family, man. So thank you to everybody who's joined the Inspire Guys People text family. We actually sent out our first text last Friday. Um, it'll be like one text a week, maybe some weeks every other week. And here's the whole goal with this, right? It's to literally inspire you, to give you an inspiring word, thoughts, or prayers, um, you know, probably two to three minutes at a time. And the way it works is that, you know, I'll be sharing these via like the videos will come through um, a private YouTube link where this is an unlisted video on YouTube. You can only see it if you have this link. You can't search YouTube and find the videos and this won't be on um, social media. So if you want to join the text family, you know, which you do, you do want to be inspired, don't you? It's saying we're not just promoting. We're not telling you about new music and podcasts every day. This is really about inspiring you. So look, pick up your phone and shoot a text just like regular. I want you to text these words, be inspired. Just all one word though. B-E-I-N-S-P-I-R-E-D. Be inspired as one word, no spaces, and text it to this number. 
946-246-2518. Yes, you can shoot me a text. Be inspired to 833-946-2518. That's how you opt into the text family and get exclusive um, words, thoughts, prayers, updates, music, all that kind of stuff. So thank you, people. That's going to be really cool. I'm looking forward to connecting with people uh, closer and closer. So, yo, today we have a great show. I got the homie Lavelle coming on the show today, man. And we're talking about an amazing topic. As we approach Resurrection Sunday, I thought it was really important as believers, man. And, you know, we talk about faith in business. But what is business without our faith? You know what I'm saying? It's just money and success and stuff. That stuff means nothing without Christ as the anchor. Um, So I'm excited to bring, you know, my good friend Lavelle, who I think he said, you know, I don't know. I got to ask him how many shows he's been on. Let's, you know, let's see if he knows how many episodes he's been on. But um, yeah, I'm excited to have him come on and talk about Jesus, man, and talk about the resurrection. And um, yeah, let's see where it goes. We're just going to talk and see what happens. So I'm not going to waste too much of your time because I think this is an important one. Um, make sure y'all shoot me an email and let me know what you think. Music at gmail.com. If you're ever wondering, like, where's all the information that he's screaming out, all these little announcements and text family and music, look in the description of the show. Just read the description. And if you're listening, like, on Apple Podcasts, you, the cool thing is you can literally click the links from right in that app, and it's going to take you to the YouTube. We'll probably link Lavelle's um, show because I know he's doing some things with his show. So we'll link Quarantine with Lavelle. Like, all that stuff will be in there. My music, read the description of the show, people, but you know what time it is, yeah. Thank you. It's time to go. All right, man of God, are you there? I'm here, sir. Yo, we are now recording. Um, what's going on, brother? Welcome to Inspire Guys People for the... How many times do you think you've been on the show? I, I would venture to say 23 and a half. 23 and a half episodes in. So is this episode number yes. 24 and a half or is this 23 and a half? No, this is 24 and a half. Okay, this is your 24th and a half time being on the show. I'm assuming yes. the halftime was maybe when I kicked you out or something, or was it a 30 well, minute if episode? Well, if that's the case, I've been on twice. So. <laughs> Just add it all up, come up to two. <laughs> no, man, welcome to the show, bro. I'm excited to have you on today, man. Um, yeah, the saga continues for me in these interviews. I am upstairs in my office again um, conducting <laughs> the interview because... Um, I need to figure something out with my Wi-Fi or something. Man, you upgrade your phone. and you... I just hate that the commercials make it seem like the, the phone connects so easy. You know what you I'm know, saying? Think, well, think, think about it. If they told the truth in the commercial. Right. You're, you're, come, come with our um, brand. <laughs> your signal may or may not work. In the studio. <laughs> It's like, you right. like, man, dude. So I've, I haven't been in my studio for the last couple of um interviews. But I will say this, like, number one, thank God, like, because, you know, portability. When I when I, you know, purchase a lot of my studio equipment, 
Um, I made sure I had extra mics, things that I can move around. Because remember, what people don't know, might as well tell the truth now. Some of the interviews with you, remember, before I had my podcast studio built out and finished, me and you, there are times that we met up like at <laughs> church and I was like carrying my studio equipment around, right? Yes, sir. So that's uh that's some behind yeah. the scenes of Inspire Guys people. Um look, man, I'm well, excited. I, I need to I I I hopefully nothing happens because my my stuff is not portable. <laughs> I, mean, I mean, I guess it's portable, but it's not it would be a it would be a catastrophe. Like three suitcases. <laughs> oh, oh, you got more stuff. I got you. Yeah, man, yeah. you gotta, you know, I still got man, I don't know. By the grace of God, like let me, you know, let me not you know, come off the wrong way, but for real, for real, it's, it is a blessing. Like, cause I, I have like, I have about four different ways I could record. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like I still have yeah. another, another nice piece of audio equipment. And these are just things that the other thing for me is through the years, right? Because I've been doing a lot of things from bellwether buying cameras and things through the years that, um, you know, I've, I've been blessed. I, I also do a whole bunch of research like on YouTube and stuff before I just buy something. So yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll watch like ten hours of videos, re- you know, reviewing products. So anyway, to make sure I buy the right thing. Well, that sounds like me. I do about ten minutes search, and then I just <laughs> yeah. Which is why you have three suitcases worth of equipment. It's like you got the whole computer, but you got it in individual pieces. <laughs> oh man, that is hilarious, dude! Like you got it. It's like yeah, but I'm like. Yeah, you know they make all that in this one little box right here. Like, <laughs> it's called an audio interface recorder. There you go. All right. All right, I'm going to say this before we get started, because we're going to talk about Jesus today. And so let me, you know, like, uh-huh. this is going to be dope and salvation. Um, Oh, should I say that? Hold on. Like, okay, here, here's what I want to say, and I got to say it nicely. I don't like when people ask me how to do simple stuff. Mm-hmm. like stuff that they could have easily Googled. Mm-hmm. Like there, there are mm-hmm. things that I've done, you know, like I might put something out. It's like, and people would like instantly like start commenting or something like, how'd you do that? Or like, how, where, and it's like, bro, like you, like I just typed in Google, <laughs> you know what I'm right. saying? Like how, how to do this. And it, and it came up like five options and I picked one. So, <laughs> That's like a pet peeve of mine, like, because it just shows me that a person is kind of lazy and it's like, mm. Mm, you have no ambition if you're not going to simply at least look, at least do Google. <laughs> right. If you, if you don't come up with no, nothing with Google, then call me. There you have it. Um, all right. Before I get in trouble um, going down that path, let's get to the topic of the day. Um, I brought you in, my brother, because um, on your show, Quarantine with Lavelle, um, you know, you are doing a series and, um, you know, I think everybody who's been listening to the show knows that you are somebody, um, through the years that I have leaned on, um, you know, kind of as an advisor and, um, just kind of, a um, I'm trying not to give you too much credit. So I'm trying to find a <laughs> word that ain't, that ain't grandiose enough, right. but, but does capture the truth. No, you, you've been a great friend and advisor for me as it relates to the word and the Bible and somebody that, um, I trust, I'll put it that way. Like, you know, mm-hmm. you're somebody that when I, when I come to you and we've, we've talked through things, you've helped me, right. When I have struggled through things in the Bible or, 
you know, not really like, mm, I don't know what this means. What you think? Right. We've struggled through some things in scripture together. Um, yes. And so I wanted to have you on today's show because um, you are really blessed and gifted, um, I believe, in uh, the way the Lord uses you um, to understand things in scripture, theology um, in particular, man. Like you have some really interesting things to say about salvation and a resurrection. And I've learned a lot from you. So I wanted to bring you on today. But if you can maybe before we jump into it, like let the people know about the series that you're doing on your show and then I'm going to turn it over to you and wherever you want to take this conversation. I'm kind of just alone for the ride today. Um, but I really want you to, um, you know, just freely express um, whatever you want to share about salvation or resurrection. And let's just see where the Lord leads, man. Uh, bless thee, my son. Um, <laughs> you know, you know, you can't get nobody no compliment, man. It go right uh, to today. At, a, at <laughs> all. <laughs> Uh, you you sitting on the throne nah, now, just right. like <laughs> got a robe on. Right. No, nah, but I mean, seriously, I, I agree with what you said. Um, you know, Bible talks about how iron sharpens iron. You know, so um, you know, you have been that same for me. So I, I appreciate it. I, I think it's really good for people to have somebody that they can call and talk about the Word of God with. Not got to. not your pastor. Right. You know, just, you know, some, a friend or somebody that you can just really, really open up and talk to. I think that's a really good thing to do. Agreed. Um, yeah. So, you know, Quarantine with Lavelle um, comes on live every Thursday night from at 6.30 p.m. Eastern time. And it's on the Kneel Down Productions Facebook group page and the Kneel Down Productions YouTube channel. So you can go back and watch all of the episodes. Jay Will has been my guest uh times on the show we actually started a series on uh the book of philippians we did chapter one and chapter two so we still got to get back together and do chapters three and four and round that out uh make that a nice little package series but yeah it comes on every thursday night live uh 6 30 p.m eastern standard time and you all can like i said you can find us on facebook kneel down productions that's n-e-a-l down productions and that's on facebook as well as youtube you can subscribe so what i started this year is each month i'm going to pick one thursday out of the month and i'm doing something called defense thursdays so i'm going to pick a topic that you know is possibly a controversial or uh you know a tough topic of christianity and we just talk about it so we, we talked about, how, you know, how do we know God actually even exists? Uh, February, you know, does the Bible condone slavery? March, you know, is God anti-woman? You know, when you read certain scriptures. So for April, since Easter or Resurrection Day is the first Sunday, I said, okay, well, Thursday is April the 1st. So I'm going to do a defense Thursday about the resurrection. And the question is, did Jesus really rise from the dead? So that's going to be my topic on this week's episode on Thursday. Did Jesus really rise from the dead? I like that. Um, that's yes. a really important question. And um, you know what? Before we get into that, though, like quarantine with Lavelle, it just hit me. I don't <laughs> want to be quarantined with Lavelle. I want to be quarantined with Jesus, man. Like, I want to be quarantined. Let, let me ask you this before we get started. Seriously, though. Um, uh, so, I, 
I asked a question yesterday on Instagram, just as a poll question, right? Of like, you know, has the has the pandemic this last year impacted your relationship with the Lord? And it was like more than you know, and not really were like kind of the two um, questions or the two choices. Most people chose more than you know, and then it hit me like, yo, like, but that could be positive or negative. So I just put as a follow up question, hasn't been positive or negative. Now, it was about, let's call it, you know, 85% said in a positive way, but there were about 16% that said it was negative. So I want to ask you, not necessarily how it has impacted you. You could share that if you want to um, in your relationship with the Lord. But I just want your general thoughts on both sides. Like, why do you think it will have impacted someone positively? Like, I don't that's actually interesting to me how the last year could have impacted it positively. And then how do you think the last year could have impacted someone's relationship with the Lord negatively? Oh, that is a really good question. I, I, I don't. I, um, I, I can speak for me. Um, it impacted me positively. Um, I've always been a person that loves to study, but I've studied even more because I've had more time. And I, and I, I, I've said this on this show several times, but quarantine with Lavelle was partially born because of you and your show inspired God's people. You know, I, I tell this story, you know, you, you said, it hit me. It was like, don't let this pandemic end with nothing to show for it. And so I, that was what prompted me to get on the ball and start quarantine with Lavelle. So doing these shows has caused me to uh, want to study more the word of God and not just the word of God, even more because I've had different guests on financial guests, activists, uh, accountants, you know, different ones. So it's helped me to kind of broaden my horizons and study uh, different areas. So that's how it's impacted, impacted me positively. As far as the negative, I, um, I, I, my only thought would be, you know, how sometimes when you don't have much to do, you just kind of sitting down, not, you know, being busy or not, you know, doing what God has called you to do. You could just kind of be scrolling through and you're reading all of these negative comments and all of these skeptics and atheists are making certain comments and, you know, people that don't study can read these comments and be like, huh, you know, I never thought about that, you know, <laughs> you know, yeah. so that's the only thing I could think of about the negative. I would love to see some of those comments. I'm going to go to your Instagram page and check that out. No, but that's the thing. I, it, it was a poll. So they only get answered uh, based on the question on the on the um, options. Um, gotcha. They didn't give like, yeah, it was just a poll and it was like in my story. So you won't be able to see it now. But yeah, that, I mean, that's an interesting dynamic. Um, I just think it's interesting to think about, you know what I'm saying? And I guess that's the question. Like, have you been quarantined with Jesus? Like when you when you think about it, it's like for a lot of people, this last year has taken them away from the way they know God. Mm. And so it's like if you think about some people they don't know the Bible. They just know church. So, wow. you know, you got a lot of churches that were shut down. And for some people, the only relationship that they had with God was shut down. Mm-hmm. And so being in quarantine is like, we're quarantined with who? Like, no, I'm quarantined with Lavelle. I ain't quarantined with Jesus. It's like, I know Lavelle. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Let me quit taking shots. I'm, I'm actually trying to cross promote your show. 
by taking jabs at it. You know what I'm saying? It's a very tricky psychological game that's happening right now, people. You're going to want to see uh, Quarantine with Lavelle um, and his defense Thursday. So, um, But in all seriousness, you know what I'm saying? It's like if, if, if all you know of God is church and, and I shut church down, then where does your relationship go? Wow. Wow. Now, that's... <laughs> Yeah, but on the that flip is end, really something. It's deep, but on the flip end, if you know, just you know, being fair, then it also could be another reason. Is like people have lost loved ones, people have struggled. You know, people have been sick, different uh-huh. things, right? And it could, if we being honest, those things could cause you to struggle in your faith uh-huh. Um, uh-huh. because the world is seemingly things are going bad, and it's like, why is God allowing this to happen? And those type of things. So I think these, as we ask those kind of sidebar questions, mm-hmm. this is a good time to get rooted in understanding who God really is, right? Because if the resurrection is real, mm-hmm. if salvation is real, then surely I can put trust in God to get me through even the back end of, that we hope is the pandemic, right? But if, if I'm not even sure that salvation and the resurrection is real, it's going to be hard to trust God during these times. Absolutely. Absolutely. So, so brother Lavelle, if, if you could just, um, you know, kind of introduce us to this conversation, um, however you want to, you don't have to, you know, say the same things you're going to say on your show. Um, cause we definitely want them to check out your show this week. Um, this Thursday on defense Thursdays, um, and that question that you're asking about, uh, what's the question again? Is Did Jesus really rise from the dead? Did Jesus really rise from the dead? All right. So you got to listen to um, Defense Thursdays in Quarantine with Lavelle. Um, also look at the link in the description. I'll put a link to your YouTube channel. Um, that way, if you're listening to this show, just go to the description of the show. And you can literally, if you listen in the Apple podcast, especially, literally click the link right there and go right to Lavelle's um, uh, YouTube page and check it out. All right, so Lavelle, take us away, man. Take us where you, wherever you want to go with this conversation. And um, the, the goal today is really just to inspire you in the name of Jesus, like really inspire your spirit today. Um, we talk about faith and business on this show, and this is the faith side um, of Inspire God's People, and it's an important foundational side um, in talking about our faith in Jesus Christ. Um, so, so Lavelle, let, let's let's have a conversation, brother. All right, so, I mean, I think you you – started it off excellent talking about how important that topic is. Did Jesus really rise from the dead? And and I was going to title it, did Jesus rise from the dead? But I added that really in there because when you really, really think about it, that's an unbelievable thing from a natural point of view. Somebody was dead for three days. Now I know, you know, we, we hear about miracles that happen, you know, someone dies and their heart stops for two minutes or five minutes I think after the eight or 10 minute mark is when the brain damage starts kicking in. But, you know, we've heard stories of people that have, you know, heart stopped for 20, 30 minutes and they came back, you know, but for three days, three, four days, this man was dead. And then all of a sudden he was back alive. Right. So did he really rise? Is this something that we really should even believe in? Or was this just a myth, right? So I just want to go real quick to 1 Corinthians chapter 15. It's a very, I, I highly recommend that you all read the entire chapter. It's, it's a long chapter. It's about 58, 59 verses, but 
read the whole chapter. I call it the resurrection chapter, but I just want to read a few verses, starting at verse 12. This is 1 Corinthians chapter 15, verse 12. This is the Apostle Paul, and this is the NLT version. He says, but tell me this, since we preach that Christ rose from the dead, why are, why are some of you saying there will be no resurrection of the dead? For if there is no resurrection of the dead, then Christ has not been risen either. And if Christ has, been, has not been risen, then all our preaching is useless and your faith is useless. We are, we are apostles that are lying about God because we said that, that God raised Christ from the grave. But that can't be true if there's no resurrection. <clears throat> and if Christ has not been raised, then your faith is useless and you are still guilty of your sins. Woo. In that case, all who have died believing in Christ are lost. It means, you know, my grandmother, right? <laughs> my late pastor, V.B. Washington, right? They, if, if Christ didn't rise from the dead, then their lives were in vain. Everything that they believed was in vain, and they are yet dead, and they're not yet alive. Verse 19, and if our hope in Christ is only for this life, we are more to be pitied than anyone in the world. Mm. Say that last part again. If, if our hope in Christ is only for this life, wow. we are more to be pitied than anyone in the world. Yo, that's deep because I never thought about this this way. That's deep because it's, he's even saying if Christ didn't rise from the dead, even just the things that Christ did, like, okay, we got to understand how deep this is. Mm -hmm. The reason we believe in Jesus as the Messiah is because he was who he was and because he rose from the dead. And I say this about a lot of things. If you change one thing, you change everything. Mm -hmm. So, there is no option of, well, Jesus was just this prophet on earth and he wasn't the son of God who raised from the dead. Without, <laughs> like, when you take away that, you take away everything. Absolutely. It's like he's saying, even if your hope in Christ is only based on what is in this world, that's heavy, bro. Yeah, he, he, he laid out the facts. Basically, Paul was saying that if Jesus did not rise from the dead, you shouldn't be a Christian. So, <laughs> I recommend this movie. Um, there's a movie called The Case for Christ. It's uh, based on a true story. Lee Strobel, uh, he's a Christian apologist, and uh, he was a, um, a newspaper editor, award-winning newspaper editor and writer at the Chicago Tribune. And uh, his story basically is that he was an atheist. He did not believe in God in any way, form, or fashion. His wife ended up getting saved, and it irritated him. He was about to divorce her, but he... I'm going to put my investigative skills, my award-winning skills to work, and I'm going to disprove Christianity. And for almost two years, I think it was about 18 months, he went through all of the evidence for Christianity. And he said at the end, he there, and he wrote out a list of the, the, the pros and the cons. And he said the pros so outweighed the cons that right then and there, he was like, you know what? I have to go where the evidence leads me. And the evidence led him to Jesus Christ. He gave his life to Christ. Um, but it was interesting that when he first started, uh, this Christian that he worked with told him, he said, well, in your studies, uh, go for the jugular. 
He said, attack the resurrection. Because if you can disprove the resurrection, Christianity will fall apart. So I highly recommend that movie, The Case for Christ. Um, I'm not sure what is on right now, but if you just put it in your search, it'll, you know, it'll come up. But it's an excellent, excellent movie. What I, what I love about that is I think sometimes as Christians, we're scared to ask the tough questions. Mm-hmm. And I like when so when you have someone who's an atheist who goes out and seeks to disprove the resurrection and it leads to their salvation. Do you realize how powerful that is? Because his only goal is to disprove it. But he's right. finding so much evidence for it that he would have to go against everything he believes intellectually in order to remain an atheist. Absolutely. I think one of the struggles we have as Christians sometimes and it, this is this is tough to to admit if if you're in this place, but you know you can overcome it. Is that if your faith in Christ is so superficial that it's only built on things like church or the four walls or this musical, and we go around, that's right, Doc. Yeah, God saying that this one. It's like you you know you're saying all these catchphrases again. I'm not saying that doing that stuff is a sin. Is it's a sin the same way Paul described? if your hope is only in this world. So it's like, if your faith in Christ is only in based on this church or this building, what's going to happen is because your foundation is so weak, when the building shuts down, your faith shuts down. And as Christians, sometimes we don't want to deal. We don't want to ask that question. Did the resurrection really happen? We're scared to have to actually study and like deal with and wrestle through. Like, did this happen? And do it correctly. When a lot of times people get, you know, pulled astray because you don't watch some YouTube video about some guy who had a revelation exactly. in his bathroom and he don't even know what he's talking about. So, <laughs> um, but no, yeah, a tough question, but but a powerful question, and that we should never really be afraid to ask if we're willing to do the work to research because it's gonna lead back to Christ. So, but go ahead, go ahead. You know, you know what I always say. I always say this, Jay. I always say, God, if God exists, He is not intimidated by our tough questions. Yeah. Right? He's not. So so we should not be afraid. Now, it's going to take some work. And I know you wrote a song called Dennis, right? And a lot of times we are lazy. We like to go and listen to the past. You know, we want our pastor to study for a week, get up, give us a word. We can just sit there and a few notes on what we like. And yeah. we go home, right? But we a lot of times we don't want to study for ourselves, and I think that's where the uh, where that where that disconnect comes in of us not developing that relationship with Christ. You know, the Bible says study. It doesn't say read to show yourself approved. It says study to mm. show yourself approved. We're not to just be reading the Bible. We are to study. You got to understand the Bible was written thousands of years ago by 40 different authors on three continents in a different culture, different uh, three different languages, and now it's translated for us, and we're trying to understand a document that is so far removed from our customs and our times that we cannot take what we're doing times to mean what it meant back then. That's why we have to study. What was the original, what was the author saying to his original audience? How did they understand what they meant? Right. So that's That's where the studying comes in. Yeah, no, that's important, man. Like you, you know, you're saying something powerful because 
some of us, if we being honest, we can lean on, again, these catchphrases and just church services. And I think we got to be careful not to treat church services like God. So it's like mm-hmm. you going to a service isn't God. That's fellowship. But mm-hmm. that, like, to your point, a lot of times that's not studying unless it's Bible study, right? Then it could qualify. But even the way we have Bible study these days could be super fragmented and top heavy, you know, catchphrases and just high level stuff. So I think we got to be careful that if, if our relationship with God is that superficial, I'll give you this example. Imagine, you know, you and your wife, you know, y'all are, how how far are y'all in marriage now? Is this like year three or four? This will be three. Okay. So y'all are three years into marriage, right? And you only know about her, like all the superficial stuff. You know what I'm saying? Like you, maybe, you know what she like, you know, her favorite food is or her favorite restaurant. Maybe, you know, her favorite color, you know what I'm saying? But what if you didn't know what is her inspiration for life? What motivates her? What makes her go? Like at this point, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's like you, you ask the favorite color and all that. Like, I mean, those are first and second dates. You know what I'm saying? But Uh imagine if y'all conversation and y'all relationship was limited to first date stuff and here uh-huh. y'all are living together with a child and going to be married forever. And the only thing you could tell me about her is her favorite color is blue. <laughs> and the, the sad thing is many of us do go into marriage like that. Yeah. We don't, we don't, you know, ask any tough questions. We don't, you know, we just kind of get married and then we'll learn, you know, we, you know, we learn as we go. Um, but the point is we learn, you know, um, over three years, it's a lot I've learned about my wife that I didn't know when we initially started off. And I was like, wow. Okay. Oh, okay. And then, and, and, and you know, you and I've had a conversation, you know, pe- people change, you know, uh, yeah. as they get older or whatnot. So we, we have to, <laughs> I have to continuously study my wife. Yeah. I, I, okay, so I studied her the first year of marriage and the second year. It ain't like, okay, I got her all figured out now. Now, if I have to do that for her, how much more do I have to do that with a omnipotent, omniscient, omnipresent God? Uh, exactly. And, and, and to your point, right, like, and we're talking about studying right now, really, it the reason it's important, and I'll give you another example, right? I'm example, man. That's my superpower. My superpower is like, if I, if I was a hero, look, Jesus is my hero because he rose. For me, if I was your hero, it's like, hey, you getting, ever get into trouble, he can give a heck of an example. <laughs> Excuse me, officer. No, 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 no. Let, let me tell you about this one time on Seven Mile. Uh, but no, so the point I was going to make is like, you have some people like we we read the Old Testament, right? And mm-hmm. we jump to all of these conclusions about God. You know, I like if someone reads the Old Testament and doesn't read the New Testament, they're not getting a full point of view of the gospel and what how all of this comes together, right? In the in the word right. of God. But you yet you have people like that. You have some people that focus on certain scriptures or for certain books and they never get into the other ones. And all of their points have to be based on, you know, Deuteronomy. It's like, all right, bro, can we get past Deuteronomy? Because there's Mm. more to God than Deuteronomy. And my point with that is like there are things in marriage, right, where if 
if my wife says to you, like, man, like, well, Jermaine, he just, like, he, he's, he's too strongly opinionated, right? Mm-hmm. That might be true, but if you stop at learning or knowing me or studying me at he's strongly op- opinionated, you're going to lose mm. out on a couple of other things in my personality and that come with right. me that's like, oh, but he, because he's also, you know, strongly opinionated, he it makes him super consistent and like, you know what I mean? Like he's going to keep doing what he's doing, right? But if you just take one side, so it's like, hey, this happened in the Old Testament, you know, uh, Sodom and Gomorrah happened. Why did God let that happen? So then you just, you done with God because of Sodom and Gomorrah, but you didn't read, you know, where he healed the woman with the issue of blood. And so it's like, you have to understand the fullness of God and who he is to, to fully embrace what he gave us through salvation. And that's what marriage is like. You got to embrace the fullness of who your wife is. Some of the great things, some of the things that are challenging and all of those things make her who she is. A lot of times we want people who to only be what we like about them. Right. Yeah. And ironically, (laughs) the Bible relates our Christian walk with marriage. We are the church. Christ is married to the church. So I just thought that was a very uh, ironic thing that we can take with us and say, okay, if we have to study in our marriage, then we definitely have to study God. Example, man strikes again, people. (laughs) If you ever are in in the need of in in trouble and in the need of an escape, Just hit me up for an example that'll get you up out of there. Jesus is my hero because he rose. I'm your hero because I have examples. All right, go ahead, man. What are we on? Uh, what are we doing now? All right, so we're talking about the resurrection. We talked about how important it was, right? And, I mean, think about it. Uh, you know, like Paul said, that we're, you know, we're still in our sins. We're most miserable or, you know, in the sight of all men, of anybody in the world. But there's some other things, right? Number one. If Jesus didn't rise from the dead, then Jesus lied, right? So now you're talking about the character of God, right? He lied because what did he say? He said, if you destroy this temple, talking about his body, he said, he didn't say I'll raise up a new one. He said, I will raise it up again. So he was saying that his body was going to die and that same body was going to come back to life again. Number two, if Jesus didn't rise from the dead, then that means God lost the battle. Back in Genesis 3, God promised that he was going to redeem mankind back to himself through the Messiah. Jesus was the Messiah, so if he didn't rise from the dead, then God lost the battle. And finally, as we already talked about, we're still in our sin. So it is a very, very important topic. Let's 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 talk about that part real quick, because I, I feel like that's an important aspect that we don't really think too much about, is like, if Jesus didn't rise from the dead, then you are still in your sin and you have to die in your sin. Then you have to ask yourself, right? The next layer from that would be, well, if Jesus didn't rise from the dead, then what is even sin, right? And, and, and I mm-hmm. think the reason I'm saying that that way is what I love about God. I literally love this about God. It, God is like, okay, I mean, example, man. Um, <laughs> when I was in college, I, I used to cook a lot in college, believe it or not. I don't cook at all. And I used to cook for my wife when she was my girlfriend all the time, like macaroni, mm. chicken. And I used to make these, this jiffy cornbread, right? But, mm. but you know, I had a trick because I like, you know, sweet cornbread. 
I used to actually make the Jiffy raspberry muffins as cornbread. So I would put it in. Yeah, brother. But here's the thing about it that I liked about it. Jiffy made the cornbread with the raspberries already in it. So all I had to do was bake it just like regular cornbread. And it was going to come out tasting good, like raspberry, all of that. Why? Because the raspberries were already in it. What's the point that I'm making? When God made us, he put some things already in us. And what I mean by that is, notice when you are even dealing with a child, you say no to things. If a baby walks towards an electric plug, you say no. Whether you're an atheist whether you are Christian, Jehovah Witness, no matter what you are, you say no to that. Listen, if there is no right or wrong, if there is no sin and righteousness, if Jesus did not come and did not die on the cross, then why is it in you to know that right is right and wrong is wrong? And that's one of the tough things we got to deal with is like, if Jesus isn't Jesus, if the Bible isn't here, why do we even believe? Who even decides what's right or wrong? Let the baby touch it. Like, but because we got raspberries is already in the mix. And, and I love that God made us like that because it's like, even if you don't want to believe, you have to struggle with the fact that it is literally embedded in you to understand righteousness and sin. Yeah, it's, so so Christian apologists call that the moral argument, right? Now, I, I was talking to um, this, this lady that I know, this was years ago, and um, I was saying that, you know, for God to, for us to even have morals proves that God exists. Otherwise, where did our morals come from? Where did this idea of right and wrong come from? And she said, you don't have to believe in God to have morals. And I said, I agree with you 100%. But there has to be a God. You don't have to believe in him. Yes. But there has to be a God. Otherwise, what makes what Adolf Hitler did wrong? What makes what Stalin did wrong? What makes what anyone does wrong if there is no ultimate arbiter of right and wrong? What, what makes racism wrong? If that's the case, exactly. let's, let's let's just be more real and something that everybody, you know, we can all sit here and agree that racism is wrong. I, I surely agree that it's wrong. But right. then you have to ask yourself outside of righteousness, outside of God, outside of what he put in us. Why do you believe that? Why, why is it wrong for somebody to decide they're going to dominate? Like, I'm going to dominate you because your feet big or because you're too tall or because the color of your skin, like without God, like. Do you realize like the the depth that we would have to go to 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 believe that God isn't God, that there is no God? And there's obviously I know we're talking about the resurrection today, so I'm not going to go down this rabbit hole of, you know, the laws of thermodynamics and all this other stuff that I'm not an expert in. But I have studied through the years and listened to other um, apologists um, debate and discuss about. But. There is is deep rooted what God listen, it's the raspberries and the jiffy mix, the moral uh, argument. It's in you. And I always look at it like this: like, it takes more not to believe than it does to believe. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, example man's um sidekick just showed up. 
<laughs> so, you know, I don't know if you watch it, but you know, every now and then we like to watch the animal planet. Right. Okay. Um, if you see a lion catch a gazelle and start eating it up and calling its babies over to eat, you feel bad for the gazelle. But your first thought is not, oh, that lion is just terrible. How could that lion do that? to that gazelle. Why? Because the lion doesn't have morals like we do. Ooh. It wasn't wrong for the lion to kill the, the gazelle. It was his instinct. But we have morals. Sheesh. That's heavy. Sorry. <laughs> no, no, I mean, that, that is such a great example. Um, Thank you. You got you got to give yourself a name. I, I mean, I got a sidekick now. I don't know. I don't know your name, bro. <laughs> oh my gosh, dude! Like, man, example man has um, a sidekick. This is great. Um, that's an that's a great example because to your point, right? That's what we would look at like without morals, and and when we act like that, we're immoral. And I think most mm. of us believe that. Like, you know what? What is injustice if there is no justice? You know, it's, there are all these things that if you were to sit back and say, if God, if righteousness, because here's the thing, right? We'll sit here and agree that something like racism is wrong, which again, uh-huh. look, y'all, I'm, I mean, I am, I'm black. I'm black and I'm from the hood. So um, I'm not going to sit here and do disclaimers about why I think racism is wrong. Um, but the, the, the point I'm making is we all sit here and agree that that's wrong. Right. Mm-hmm. But then how can we, th- this is the problem about picking and choosing scenes because it's like, yo, like, how can you say that that's wrong? But then like take something like abortion and be like, it's nothing wrong with that. Well, it's like, well, on what basis are you, what is your guideline or are you creating the guideline which is making you God of your life. Like, so mm. it's like the, it's almost, it is impossible to get away from a God. Like whether, if you want to believe in, you know, you, Hey, I believe in energy. It's like, real, okay, well those are guidelines that you're living by that now becomes your God. Exactly. Exactly. That's heavy. All right. I, I want you to um, let, give us a, a little more. I know that like, you know, this is a, a conversation that can can really go in depth. The, the question seems to be today. If Jesus didn't rise from the dead and I know that you're going to deal with a lot of this on your show this week, quarantine with Lavelle. So y'all got to make sure, right, that y'all listen to quarantine with Lavelle this week. If you want to hear more in depth, kind of conclusive content around this question but today we really are kind of just kind of initially having the the question and and, and thinking through Lavelle what I want to ask you is like okay just at a super high level like okay if Jesus didn't raise from the dead so now let's fast forward we you know let's assume that a person is they're right on the edge like I'm an atheist I want to believe what you're talking about, but I'm struggling to fully accept it. Mm-hmm. Why? What was the purpose of Jesus dying, ra- uh, raising from the dead? What do I have to gain from that? What was his purpose in doing that? And why should I believe that he did? 
Yeah, I mean, and so when and, and and what really helped me, and we've talked about it a couple times on the show, is that reading through the Bible in chronological order really, really helps you get the picture of the Bible, right? So we learn in Genesis that you know God created Adam and Eve; they were perfect. You know, they ended up sinning, right? Sin came into the world. They got this sin consciousness inside of them, and we're all born with that. So we're we're not. We're not dying in our sins because of Adam and Eve. We're dying in our sins because of us. Because I always say, if if it wasn't Adam, if Adam hadn't sinned, they started having kids more and more, and I ended up coming in on the scene, it probably would have been me. <laughs> I probably would have been nosy one over there. Oh, this fruit looks really good. Let me take a bite out of it and throw in the world into chaos. So I don't blame Adam and Eve. I know Somebody when I get to heaven, I got to. Right, exactly. Ooh, when I get to heaven and see Adam, I'm gonna give him a piece of my mind. Well, you you might not be making it to heaven with that. Uh. <laughs> right, right, right. <laughs> so 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 we have this proclivity within us to sin. You see, babies doing it all the time. They know they're not supposed to be doing something. They reach and they and they know, like they're looking back, knowing that they're not supposed to do it. Uh, our son is not at that age yet, but I'm looking. <laughs> I know it's going to be coming soon. I've been around my my nephews and nieces, and I've seen it. I've seen it. You all have seen it over and over again. So we have this proclivity to sin, but since all men have sinned, only God could pay the price. And I, and of course, I'm condensing this greatly. But all, all all men have sinned, so only God could pay the price. So God came in human form as Jesus Christ. He lived a perfect life. He died on the cross for our sins, and he rose again from the dead to show that there's victory over death and the grave. And we're going to talk a little bit about that on the show, you know, about if Jesus didn't, if, if he didn't actually die on the cross, he just kind of faked it. How would that have affected the disciples? So we're going to talk a little bit about that on the show. Yeah. So and I, I do want to say this because there's so much like, again, the goal today was really to start the conversation right with the goal today you know in this in this hour it wasn't to um fully vet the conversation this is a very in-depth like this is a very deep um conversation and it takes a lot of study right so i know that if you're listening like because sometimes like topics like this um attracts experts in the area and they're like oh, i would have <laughs> said this or i would have said this we're not trying to say <laughs> right. everything right there's exactly. a, a bunch of things that we could say but but i do want to answer it this way for me um, I want to answer it personally. I think this, you know, may bring a little more insight and perspective to to it from a personal perspective. If Jesus did not raise from the dead. Then I wouldn't be saved. Which ultimately means I wouldn't be forgiven of my sins. Now, here's the one thing I'll say from a personal standpoint. I have no doubt in my mind that I've sinned. So whenever I want to, whenever I want to find out what I don't know, I always ask myself, well, what do I know for sure? Right? So if I was an atheist, I would be sitting here saying, well, what do you know for sure, Jermaine? Well, I know for sure that I've sinned based on what's in me, based on what God put, like, you don't, again, you never had to tell me I'm right or wrong. You know, when something don't feel right, you know, when you're doing something that ain't right, you know that. I know that for a fact, just like I know that there are times that I've had a gut feeling and made a decision and know that it was the right decision. Like, I don't have to read a book for that. Like, it's God put it in you already. So I know that I've seen it. 
right? I know that I've fallen short of the glory of God. Now, that's past tense, right? And it's easy to talk about past tense. Also know that I still struggle with sin. Also know that there are times that even when I don't do something, that I'm tempted with it. I know that there are times that I can lust. I know that there's times that, you know, I get angry or upset. It could be some cuss words in the tip of my brain, right? And so at the end of the day, what I do know, like, and I know this for a fact, if, 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 if me making it to paradise, to heaven, depended on me, mm. I would fail. Mm. So I know that for a fact. So I right. would say that if Jesus did not raise from the dead, it would mean that I would have to die in the sin that I know that I have lived. And that doesn't mean, and I think this is important as well because, and this is super sidebar, but I've been seeing a lot of people lately, like through social media, they, they follow these celebrities so much, right? They are just infatuated with these people, like their entire lives. It amazes me how much energy people can give to people they don't know. And they follow people and then a person makes a mistake. Uh, a person, and I don't know, you could call it a mistake. Maybe they did it on purpose. I don't know. But a person falls. And then I watch people on the internet just talk about that all day. Again, you were, you were consumed in their success. Now you're consumed in their failures. Uh, and I always ask myself, like, did that person ever belong on the pedestal that you had them on? Wow. I never want to be on that pedestal. Like, if you listen to this show, Inspire Guys People, you know, I promise you, I'm genuine, I'm authentic, I mean what I'm saying with this, but I also know that I'm a human being. And I'm not, right. I always tell people, I'm not preaching the gospel of Jermaine, I'm preaching the gospel of Jesus Christ. And the Bible is right even when I'm wrong. So, yes. if Jesus did not raise from the dead, I would not have that freedom and that hope and that faith to know that even though I've fallen, even though I've made mistakes, even though I still struggle in my life today, even though I know every day I have to pick up my cross, deny myself and follow him, he gives me faith and hope to know that even though I don't deserve things, that he will bless me, that he will forgive me if I follow him, if I choose righteousness. So I would say that for me, the resurrection of Jesus Christ represents hope. And that hope keeps me going. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, and in that same first Corinthians chapter 15, after he said, after Paul said in verse 19, that if I hope for this life, then we're more pitied. Then verse 20, he says, but in fact, Christ has been raised from the dead. He is the first of a great harvest of all who have died. So you see, just as death came into the world through a man, now the resurrection from the dead has begun through another man. So there is hope, right? There is hope. And I think I love that word that you use, hope. And I think that's what we need. So real quick, Jermaine, I just want to go and give the people this acronym. Uh, there are several ways that you can remember. Um, the, the way I like from uh, Hank Hanegraaff of the Christian Research Institute, he, he made this acronym uh, to help remember the facts of the resurrection. And I, I love it. So a feat, F-E-A-T, right? We all know that a feat is, you know, a great 
uh, accomplishment or a great achievement. So what greater accomplishment or achievement than rising from the dead? So he takes the, the, the S-E-A-T. So the S is for fatal torment, which basically means that Jesus actually died on the cross. The E is for the empty tomb. The A is for the appearances. And the T is for transformation. And we're going to talk more in depth about all of that uh, on the show. But number one, Jesus, the, the F, fatal torment, Jesus died on the now, you have some people that say he didn't die. The Quran actually says that he did not die. If you go to uh, Surah chapter 4, or uh, Surah is a chapter. So if you go to Surah 4, verses 157 and 158, it says, For boasting, they said, we killed the Messiah, the son of Mary, the messenger of Allah. But they neither, they neither killed nor crucified him. It was only made to appear so. Even those who argue for this crucifixion are in doubt. They have no knowledge whatsoever, only making assumptions. They really did not kill him. So you have the Quran saying that Jesus did not die on the cross. But then you have the Bible saying that he did die on the cross. If you go back to 1 Corinthians chapter 15, verse 3, I passed on to you what was most important, what's also been passed on to me. Christ died. For our sins, just as the scriptures said. So we know that whenever you have two conflicting accounts, right, we, there are a couple things we know for sure. We know that one could be right and one could be wrong. We know that they be wrong, but we also know that they both cannot be right. Hmm. <laughs> right? So we know they both can't be right. Now they could both. Be wrong, or they both could, you know, one could be right and one could be wrong. So, what's the verdict? Where does the point? That's where this studying comes in, right? So, you have some people saying that Jesus did not die on the cross. The Bible says he did die on the cross. History says he died on the cross, right? Um, not to get too deep into the way historians uh, look at this that they gather, but just suffice it to say, one or two is a landmine of, of, of knowledge for them or evidence for them. The Bible has sources, nine sources? sources from history, nine. nine, nine sources, four Bible and five from outside of the Bible. And I know you know this already because you actually did a teaching on it. Um, you know, you're talking about, but, but there are nine sources. So if Historians look at one, two, or three sources as this avalanche of evidence, then to have nine sources is just undeniable. So history says, yes, he died on the cross. The medical evidence says he died on the cross. He was beaten with what they call a cat, a cat of nine tails, right? It was basically a leather whip that had little balls of iron in it and chips of uh, teeth in it. So basically, when they would whip the person, the leather would wrap around their skin. The little balls of iron would sink the teeth in. And when they pulled that whip back, it literally would flesh from their body. He was beaten with that over 40 times. Right? But go back to the Garden of Eden where it started. The garden, I'm sorry, the Garden of uh, Gethsemane where it started. Right? He, uh, one of the writers, I think it was John, said that he was sweating as it were drops of blood. 
That's a medical condition called, uh, I think it's pronounced hematidrosis, where the capillaries in your uh, uh, sweat glands burst. So a person looking at that from the first century, it literally looked like he was sweating blood. Because he was, because the capillaries in his first, so, so the pressure that was on him, knowing that he was about to go do what he had to do, and that all his friends were going to forsake him. Then he was beaten, he was mocked, he was spit on, he, the, 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 the beard was whipped from his plate, uh, they put this scarlet robe on him, this crown of thorns, they started hitting up upside the head with a scepter, actually telling him to prophesy and say who did it. How demeaning is that, right? Then they stripped this man butt naked and hung him on a cross in front of his mama. He hung up there for three hours. And then he died. But to top it off, these women were really, really good at their jobs. Because if they left, their lives were in danger. But to top it off, when they were going to the other two that were hanging up there with him, they were still alive. So they broke their legs so they would die. But Jesus, when they got to him, they noticed he was already dead. They didn't break his legs. This was a fulfillment of a prophecy in the book of Psalms that said none of his bones would be broken. But what they did was they took a spear and they stabbed him in the side. And it pierced what's called the pericardium, which is a sack of water that's around your heart. So the gospel writer said that blood and water flowed out. Why? Because the pericardium was bursted and the spear went into his heart. Right. So Jesus was dead. Um, there's a the, the journal of American, the journal of the American Medical Association which is a secular medical journal, very famous journal, they put an article in here where these three doctors went through all of the evidence for Jesus Christ dying on the cross, and they said without a doubt there was no way that he could have survived that death on the cross. Wow. You know, I, I have this thought. Um, thank you. First of all, that was just, um, you know, just a great illustration, man, and just kind of, Again, there's so much we could say about this topic, um, and we're really just scratching the surface, and, and Lavelle's going to talk about it more on Quarantine with Lavelle this week. Um, so please do hit the link in the bio um, that's going to take you directly to his YouTube um, page. And um, if you're listening to this, um, maybe a day before it releases, um, my show comes out a day before his, um, just come back the next day, um, and you'll see that particular episode. But I'm going to have a link to the page where you can see some of the up other uh, shows that he's done. Um, I thought about something, Lavelle, like, as you were talking about, like, I'm like, I get it, right? People struggle to believe in miracles. But I was like, why do we struggle to believe in miracles when we don't struggle to believe in miraculous things? Oh. And what I mean by that is I'm sitting in my office and I got a big window, you know, as you know, like at, by my office. And I'm looking out and I'm looking at the clouds moving. And every now and I look every now and then I have this weird I'm a very interesting person. I'll sit and look at <laughs> look at something like the the clouds or I'll even look at trees and now I'm looking at these trees that are branches and little leaves are starting to peek out. 
And every now and then I'll look at that and I'll be like, what is that? Like if oh, I had wow. never, like the sky, even though I see it every day is very hard to believe in. Like, if you really just thought about, like, yeah, is this thing is over us every day, and sometimes water comes down and we call it rain, sometimes snow comes down, like these puffy thing looking things, the clouds, and like this big sun thing is up there too. Like, I mean, they tell me about it, but that mug is there. I don't know what's holding it up or whatever, but it's there. <laughs> right. Like, what I'm saying is these are miraculous things. I cut the grass, they cut it. I don't cut it. They cut the grass every week <laughs> and the grass grows back. Right. Like it just wasn't there. Like people, you know, you, you get it, you know, you, well, I shave, you know, I don't, I don't get the, the, um, the luxury of getting a haircut anymore, but you get a haircut and it's like, man, I, the next week you need a haircut again. Like you clip your nails and they grow back. It's like, what I'm trying to say is when you really think about it, we don't struggle to believe in miraculous things, but the reason we struggle to believe in miracles is because miracles are miraculous things that God doesn't do every day. And so the, the because we are with the sun and we're with the trees every day, like we just kind of accept them and maybe even take for granted that they are miracles happening right before us or the fact that like, you know, you even even your body, right? You can lift weights and like your arm can get bigger. Like, wow, that just was a different arm last month. But because <laughs> right. we've been because we can see these things every day, we don't struggle to believe in them. And I'm bringing this up to say the same God that produces miracles produces miraculous things. So don't allow the fact that you don't see a miracle every single day stop you from believing that the same God. Okay, here's last example of the day for me, and I'm, I'm going to let you take us out, right? <laughs> so let's just say I've produced, you know, I have over 75 songs out that people can go listen to on Apple Music, search J. Will Music, you'll find them all. I have over 75 songs recorded, and I have never done a country song, right? Mm. But I could go in my studio tonight and record a country song. What am I saying? Mm. Because I'm capable, because I have a studio, I have access, because I have a producer, I have a voice, like I could go down there and do that. So just because I haven't done a country song or just because I'm not singing country songs every day doesn't mean I can't do it. What's my point? Just because Jesus ain't rising people from the dead every week, every day, just because he's not deciding to do something, just because he's not just letting everybody walk on water or decide what the weather's going to be, it does not mean he's incapable. Exactly. Producer of miraculous things, producer of miracles. Lavelle, I want to give you the last word um, and whatever you want to say to get us up out of here. Um, and try to do it. Uh, I'm gonna try to just let you talk so I don't have any other examples, but I will warn you people. Um, it is my superpower. <laughs> so I have no control over when examples kick in. LaVille, take it away. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, so, and, and, and on the show, we'll get more into the, the E, the A and the T, but you know, just briefly, the empty tomb is really powerful because where was the body? 
<laughs> where where was Jesus's body when you when you think about it, right? You got to understand this man died in Jerusalem, the same place where he was preaching and prophesying. Right? They call it the Jerusalem factor, right? He rose from the dead in the same town where all the events occurred. It was it was just too many witnesses. Right. If the disciples were making up this story, then they would have said, oh, no, he rose over, you know, three towns away. And we saw him, but he, he gone now. Just believe us. No, he actually rose in the same community that all of that stuff, uh, that everything happened in. Um, you have some other examples about the empty tomb, but you have these these people who, you know, come up with with criticisms of the empty tomb, you know, you got the, 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 the hallucination theory was that they all were hallucinating. Now, Paul said it was over 500 people saw them. There have been no confirmed reports of mass hallucination, <laughs> right? It, would, how, would you think, Jermaine, would you think I was crazy if I called you and like, hey, bro, man, that dream we had last night was awesome, man. Can we pick it up where we ended? <laughs> You'd be looking at me like, what? Yeah, it literally good. doesn't... <laughs> <laughs> very weird, and, right, and Jesus didn't only appear one time, he appeared 12 times to different groups of people in different places. They saw him, they touched him, they ate with him, <laughs> you know, uh, they put their, their their finger in his hand, their hand in his hand. So they literally saw him rise, uh, raised from, you know, from the dead, right? And you got, you know, the disciples stole the body is another one. It's like, what? But the disciples were, what I like to say, scared, scattered, and skeptical. <laughs> they all abandoned Jesus. And you mean to tell me that all of a sudden in two days, these men all of a sudden got the courage up in a couple of days to attack a Roman, the Roman gods who were guarding the tombs, steal the body, and then go around lying, saying that he rose from the dead just to be executed? Because the only thing they got out of telling the world that Jesus rose from the dead was persecution, uh, uh, beatings, torture, and death. It does not make any sense. So there is nobody. The A is for the appearances, right? So the the appearances of Jesus, he actually appeared to these people. They had no motive to lie because they didn't get anything out of it except death, right? So, so the appearances is very powerful. And then finally, I'll just end with the transformations, right? How do you take this group of scared, scattered, skeptical disciples, and within a little over a month, all of a sudden they're lions of the faith, right? How do you have uh, uh, James, right, the brother of Jesus, who in, uh, I think, John chapter 7, it says that none of his brothers even believed in him. All of a sudden, he's named, after the resurrection, after he saw Jesus alive, He's named as one of the ones who actually believe. And then the greatest one for me would be the Apostle Paul. Right? This man was persecuting the church. He hated Christians. He was going around having them murdered and holding the coats of the people who were killing them. Then all of a sudden, in one day, he flips everything and says, oh, you know what? I, now I'm a follower of Jesus Christ. There is no other explanation for that except that he encountered the, 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 the raised Jesus Christ from the dead. And then the last appearances or transformations is us, right? Christ came into my heart. He came into my life and he changed me. Now, I can't use that as an example if I'm talking to an atheist, but mix it with all the other evidence. 
then I think it's a very, very strong argument that Jesus Christ actually rose from the dead. Whether you believe in miracles or not, you have to follow the evidence where it leads. And when you look at the evidence, all of the evidence points to the fact that Jesus was alive, he was dead, and then he was alive again. And I think that gives us hope in our faith that what we believe is truly the word of God. Amen. And you do believe in miracles. I don't care. If you water your grass, <laughs> let me tell you something, dude. Watering grass and then the grass growing, like, because I done had times, right? Let me just tell you this. Ooh, example man is trying to rise up. Let me, mm. what's going, rising up in my spirit with an example. Um, All right, this is the last one for real, y'all. Y'all got to, you got to shut the show down before they, before the examples come. Um, I remember a couple years ago, right, uh, where it was like, man, the water bill in the summer be crazy watering all this grass right so it was one year where i was like man forget it i'm not even gonna start up my sprinkler system i got like a bunch of like nine zones in the sprinkler i'm like i ain't gonna do it i'm gonna get up in the morning at five or six o'clock i'm gonna go out and water my grass by hand and be more efficient you know you don't need all this Mm -hmm. let me tell you something about i got in a bad spot that year Mm. because it was like, yo, I'm halfway through here and the grass is starting to turn brown because it's harder than I thought it was to get out here and water. <laughs> then the next year you turn the sprinkler on, water bill is high, but the grass is beautifully green. What's my point? One thing I learned uh, during those two years is that the miracle of water does work. It keeps the grass green. If, if for some reason I don't water that grass, that sun, that thing that's in the sky burning, like that's going to burn the grass. Like that's a miracle to me because it's like, look at how this stuff works. This is weird. So if I put this stuff on it, it protects it from that up there. But then if wow. I don't put this stuff on it, it just makes my grass turn brown. Like that mm. is miraculous in nature because you know why I say it's miraculous? Mm-hmm. You don't milk the grass. Mm-hmm. You don't orange juice the grass. You don't eliminate <laughs> the grass. You water the grass. And these are things, what did I say? Just like the raspberries, water is in the earth. God set it up where the the thing that the earth needs is already in it. Like, that's just how dope God is. Why why ain't the Atlantic Ocean just lemonade? You know what I'm saying? Because God knew that the, the earth to replenish didn't need lemonade. Lemonade don't wow. make nothing grow. So God put the raspberry. It's like the raspberry Jiffy Corbett, the raspberry already <laughs> in it. What I'm saying at the end of the day, y'all, and again, there's so much more we could say. We know we didn't say everything. But what we're really trying to get you to do is what Lavelle talked about. Study. Don't be afraid to study the word. When you study the word and make sure you're studying the right things, credible things through history and, and things like that. We're not just telling you just go study some random um, YouTube video of somebody who grew up in church and got mad because the church did them wrong. And now they got this. No, no, not that stuff. We're talking about legitimate things, man. And it's a beautiful thing because when you when you go down that path, you will realize it's already in you. And I'll tell you all right now, I could promise you. There are some things that's already in you. You know if you living right. You know if you got better to do. Like If you like, all right, God, I could do better. And the beauty of what Jesus did on the cross is even if you're not happy with your past, if you feel ashamed, if you've fallen short, 
because he rose from the dead, there is hope for you. If you accept Jesus Christ, you could be forgiven from your sins and released from the shame and the disgrace that you feeling because it's in you to know when you've done wrong against your father. Wow. Say something yeah, to get us I, out of here, Lavelle, I, before I give another I, example. Please. I, I highly recommend reading Romans chapter one and Romans talks about the, the outward witness, which is the sun, the moon, the stars, which we talked about, which you talked about. And then it also talks about the internal witness. There is something inside of each and every person on earth to let them know that there's a God. They may not believe it. They may not accept it, but I believe God in every human being, the knowledge that there is a God. Now do with that knowledge. Talk about the miracles, right? Uh, I, uh, uh, what's her name? LaShawn Pace Rhodes, the, the gospel singer. She said some years ago and I was like, hmm. She said, anybody want to explain to me how a brown cow can eat green grass and produce white milk? Ooh, <laughs> you know, so come on, Captain these... Crunch. About to make me eat some cereal. But you don't understand. I got a Captain Crunch temptation. I ain't ate cereal in the last Ooh. month because I've been trying to do oh. right. And you you preaching. You preaching now, brother. Go ahead. How did he, the brown cow eat green grass and produce some white milk? Yes. So... There are miracles all around us every day. But I think the greatest miracle is that God loves us in spite of us, in spite of what we do, in spite of us not believing in him. Because I know, I know a lot of Christians who they look at atheists as, oh, my God, how could you not believe, you know, kind of go off on them. But God's not going to, if someone gets up on a rooftop and yells out, God, you don't exist, and spits in the air track them down. We have free will. We can choose to believe whether we want to or not. And God still loves us. He still cares about you, whether you believe or not believe. But He's pulling at your heart. And I always say this, God is doing everything he can. Not a weird statement for a God who can do anything. God is doing everything he can of tampering with your free will to make sure that you are in a relationship with him and that you spend eternity with him. Man. Thanks, bro. I mean, that, just amazing stuff, man. Amazing conversation. And again, Lavelle, in all seriousness, man, always appreciate you weighing in on these type of topics. Again, you've helped me just so much in thinking through things and understanding things in my, in my life. And, um, you know, we've been friends, man, now for, um, believe it or not, 10 years been friends wow. for 10 years and um no, known each other longer though yeah we've <laughs> unfortunately have known you since i was a child and, ah. but we've been we've been close friends for 10 years and it's a blessing man to have friends in your life that know the word that can share things you've bought me a ton of books that's one thing about you to make you super dope man i'm like man this guy like you know he just look up and i got a concordance at my front door like sheesh <laughs> Never really received these type of gifts before, man. It's like, kind of like, uh, okay, cool. This guy must want me to give my life to Christ. No, nah, but um, really appreciate you, man, jumping on the show. And I just encourage everyone to um, check out what Lavelle is doing and, and listen to Quarantine with Lavelle. Um, but, man, to, to ask that question and, and to have some answers around if Jesus didn't die, if Jesus didn't raise from the dead, or did, how you said if Jesus didn't, 
Jesus, oh, did Jesus really rise from the dead? Um, but I think I, I think I like to, uh, I'm a remix of and ask if Jesus didn't rise from the dead for today's show. Um, because that's really what we were thinking about. But um, appreciate you, bro, man. Um, I'm going to let right, you go. Right, hold on, hold on, hold on. Okay. Now, last time I was on the show, you, you, you threw me under the bus and you said, uh, what is the title of the show? I actually got a title this time. Okay, what is it? Raspberries and Resurrection. <laughs> <laughs> Are you serious? I'm joking, but I was about uh, to say, <laughs> it might pique somebody's interest. Like, wait, it's a part of me. Is mine. It's a part of me that was about to do it, but it feels. Look, ooh, hold on. It feels wrong to put raspberries in the same sentence as resurrection. It's something about that that feels wrong to me. Um, there must be a God. There we go. It's in me now. Um, no, man, appreciate it. Um, again, just just thanks a lot, man. Just it's dope to have a dope friend um, to to study the word with and, and to think through these things. And we got to continue to think through these things, man. This is not a finality here in this one episode. This is about you being on a journey to purpose, man. And there is no purpose without Christ. Let's just keep that at the top of our mind. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for listening to today's show. Lavelle, uh, I guess it was cool to have you here. <laughs> I'll see y'all next week, man. This is for my Thank you so much for listening to today's show. Now share with a friend so they can be inspired.